0: الحمد لله عظيم الإحسان واسع الفضل والجود والإمتنان وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله وصفيه وخليله أَدَّى الأمانة ونصّح الأمّة وجاّهد في الله حق جهاده حتّى أتاه الله اليقين فصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد هيا أيها المسلمون عباد الله اتقوا الله سبحانه وتعالى have taqwa of Allah have piety before Allah for indeed taqwa that is the greatest provision that the human being can attain in the life of this world Ayyuhal Muslimun. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has said in his book, Indeed, you have in the Messenger of Allah the best example, the, the best model to be followed. For he who hopes in Allah on the last day and he remembers Allah. Abundantly. The greatest favor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala conferred upon this ummah, it was the sending of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as a messenger to us. Allahu Azza wa Jal He sent him, and He sent him after a period of absence, absence, a long period of absence of prophets and messengers. Allahu Azza wa Jal, he sent him. While humankind at that point, at that period, they were in a state of darkness. They were in a state of ignorance. They were in a state of gloom. And then Allah Azza wa Jal, by way of this messenger, He took those people out of the darkness that they were in. He took them out of the ignorance that they were in. He took them out of the gloom and the misery that those people were in. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala, He sent this messenger in order to rectify their hearts. He sent this messenger in order to rectify the character. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he sent this messenger and he established him on this earth as a proof and as an evidence. Allahu azza wa jal, he sent this messenger and to this messenger he revealed revelation. And he made this messenger, he made this revelation come to life by way of this messenger. Allahu azza wa jal, he he made that revelation a living reality by way of that messenger. He made that, he made that message, he made that revelation a living reality. A reality that can be seen and witnessed by way of that messenger. Muhammad ibn Abdullah alayhi salatu wasalam. Allah jalla wa said in his book, Allah he selects, he chooses from amongst the angels, messengers and likewise from amongst humankind. Just as Allah Azza wa from among the angels, he chose Jibra'il to be the best of them. Just as Allah Azza wa from amongst the revealed books, he He selected the Qur'an to be the best of them. Just as Allah, he chose that from the places on this earth, Makkah al-Mukarrama, is the best place. place. Allah Azza wa just as he selected from amongst all of humankind to be the best of them, the Prophets and the Messengers. And from the Prophets and the Messengers, He chose and He selected Ulul Azam. He chose and selected the five strong-willed Prophets and Messengers. And from the ulul Azam, Allahu Azza wa Jal, He selected Khalilan. He selected two beloved and intimate close friends. From those two, He selected He selected the best of them and the most noble of them, our Prophet, our Messenger, Muhammad ibn Abdullah. Salawatullahi wa salam alayhi. Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wa salam. He said in the hadith of Abi Sa'id radiyallahu ta'ala an. He said, I am the chief of the sons of Adam on the day of judgment. And that is no boast. And in my hand shall be the banner of praise on that day. And that is no boast. On that day there shall be no prophet from Adam to the rest of them except that he shall be under my banner. And I am the first for whom the ground it shall split open. And that is no boast. In the narration of Ibn Abbas رضي الله تعالى عنهما, the messenger he said... وَأَنَا أَوَّلُ مَنْ يُحَرِّقُ حِلَقَ الْجَنَّةِ اللَّهُ لِي فَيُدْخِلُنِيهَا وَمَعِ فُقْرَاءُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ He said, I am the first that shall shake the rings of paradise. Meaning I am the first that shall come and knock up the doors of paradise and then Allah He shall enter me into paradise. He shall admit me into paradise and thus I shall enter into it with thee. With the poor ones from the from amongst the believers. And that is no boast. ana And I am the most noble one from amongst the first and from amongst the last of mankind. And that is no boast. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he made the messenger his khalil. He made him his close friend. Allah azza wa jal, the ummah of the messenger of Allah. He has made them half of the inhabitants of paradise. Allahu Azza wa Jal. He made the messenger of Allah the best of creation. And the rest of the creation, he made them behind him. Salawatullahi wa salamuhu But yet in spite of these khasa'is, in spite of these traits, in spite of these lofty virtues that the messenger had, in spite of this station and the status that he held, the messenger of Allah, he was the most humble of slaves. There was no slave and there is no, there is no creation that is more humble than him, rather he is the chief of the humble, of the humble slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wa salam in what has been recorded by Bukhari, he said, He said, Do not exaggerate in praise of me, just like the Christians, they exaggerated in praise of the son of Mary. فَإِنَّمَا أَنَا عَبْدُهُ Indeed, I am nothing but a slave of him. فَقُولُوا عَبْدُ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولُهُ Then say concerning me, slave of Allah, servant of Allah and his messenger. anas مَالِكَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَىٰ عَنْهِ He describes how the messenger of Allah performed hajj. On what type of vehicle, on what type of riding beast did the messenger of Allah perform hajj? Was it upon... A luxurious animal? Was it upon something that was considered something that is, something that is highly valuable? The Messenger of Allah والسلام, as Anna, said that he performed The Messenger of Allah he performs hajj upon a mule and that mule the saddle that he uses is a worn out old saddle and he uses a cloth he uses a garment that is equivalent to either four dirhams or less than that. Allah's Messenger In these days of Hajj, he approached the siqayah. He came to the watering place. The place where the people, they are giving out water for people and the pilgrims to drink from. So the Messenger of Allah, he asks his uncle Abbas, Iskini, can I have some water? Ibn Abbas who he. Then commands Al Fadl, he commands his son to go to Fadl's mother to fetch the water that Fadl's mother had. Why? Because this water that we have here from this siqaya, perhaps it's not as, perhaps it's been contaminated, perhaps it's not as pure. Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu salam, he then says to his uncle, he said, Isqini, give me water, he give me water from this watering place. Ibn Abba, Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, everybody else, they put their hands in this water. Everybody else, they put their hands in this water. I.e. it could get contaminated. It's not as clean and as pure. The Messenger said, Isqini, give me water. I.e. give me, give me the water where everybody else is drinking from. I don't want to be preferred, but rather I want to be given the same status as the rest of the, pilgrim, as the, rest of the pilgrims. So then Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he gives him the water and then the Messenger of Allah drinks. And then the Messenger of Allah, he approaches Zamzam. He approaches Zamzam and he sees that the people that are around Zamzam, they are working, they are laboring, they are giving the water to the people to drink from. The Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu he says to them, اعملوا فإنكم على عمل صالح. Continue doing what you're doing because you're doing a righteous thing. Here's the Shahid, the Messenger, he said, the messenger said, "If it wasn't the case that everybody else would come to compete with you in serving water, I myself would come down and I would put the rope on this, pointing towards his shoulder.. A task, a job that many people would find to be menial, a job that many would find to be degrading yet the best of creation. He says, I would come down and I would put this bucket on my shoulder and I would, I would serve the people just like you are serving them. Allah's Messenger, salatu was salam, contemplate concerning the humbleness that he had. Abu Hurairah, as we know, he was a poor person such that he couldn't afford food for himself at times. So on an occasion, he's outside and he's waiting for a passerby to pass him by to invite him to eat. Abu Bakr passes by but he doesn't notice this need that Abu Huraira had. Umar radiallahu ta'ala and he passes by but he likewise doesn't realize. And then Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu he passed by and he smiled at Abu Huraira and he, he could tell from the face of Abu Huraira as to what his need was. So he invited him. At his house there was nothing except a bowl of milk. Allah's Messenger commanded Abu Huraira to go to Ahl-Suffa, to go to the people that reside in the Prophet's masjid because they are destitute and they have no home, they have no food, they have no family, and to invite them over, the poor people. So they came, so they came over, and then Allah's Messenger, he commanded Abu Hurairah to begin serving the people this, this milk. Abu Hurairah, he knows that this milk, it's not enough. But, now, but he has no option except to obey the Messenger of Allah. He's not going to disobey him. So he begins serving each and every single person. Up until they're all, their thirst has been satisfied and they're filled. Then Abu Huraira ta'ala anhu, he said, فأخذ القدح فوضعه على يده فنظر The messenger, he took the bowl, put it in his hands, and then he looked at me and then he smiled. And then he said, يا أباهر! Abu Huraira said, لبيك يا رسول at your service, O Messenger of Allah. Allah's Messenger, he said, to ana None is now remaining except you and me. Rasul I said, "You've spoken the truth, O Messenger of Allah." fashrab." The Messenger said, "Sit down and drink." So Abu Huraira he sat down and he began to drink, and then the Messenger said, "Ishrab, drink." So Abu Huraira he didn't continue drinking, and the Messenger of Allah didn't continue, didn't stop telling him to drink up until Abu Huraira he said. O Messenger of Allah, there is no more space for me. Now here's the shahid. The Messenger of Allah, he then said, give to me. He took fashariba al-fadla. Then the Messenger of Allah, he drank the remaining. The Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, he drank the leftovers. The poor people, he served them first. The destitute people, he ensured that their thirst is satisfied first. And then Abu Hurairah ta'ala anhu And then the Messenger of Allah At the final point At the last point He drank himself drinking From the leftovers Salawatullahi wa salamuhu Al-Bara ibn Azib radiallahu ta'ala an In what has been recorded By Imam Muslim He said on Yawm al-Ahzab On the day of Ahzab The day when the disbelieving parties They all allied against the Muslims. So the Muslims, they were digging trenches. الله الله he said, The Messenger of Allah, he was digging the trenches. Up until I saw him taking the mud, taking the mud of the khandak taking the mud of the trenches to such an extent, he was carrying mud to such an extent that the dust and the mud ended up covering the skin of his chest. I couldn't see the skin of the chest of the Messenger of Allah because the, because the mud had covered it all. Likewise, Jabir radiallahu ta'ala, concerning that same day, he said that the Messenger of Allah, I saw his stomach. I saw, his, I saw his blessed stomach, and on his blessed stomach were rocks that were tied to it. Why? Because the Messenger of Allah was so hungry that he had to fend off the pangs of hunger by tying rocks to his belly. Jabir radiallahu ta'ala anhu, all he had in his house was some barley and a goat. So he invited the Messenger of Allah to eat. The Messenger of Allah asked him what was in his house, and when he told, told him, the Messenger of Allah said, It is much. So the, so the Messenger of Allah, he invited the rest of the companions over. Who was it that was serving the companions in the house of Jabir? Who was it that was breaking up the food in the house of Jabir? Who was it that was serving the guest? Was, uh, was it Jabir radiallahu ta'ala anhu himself? Was it a son of Jabir radiallahu ta'ala anhu? Was it a slave of Jabir radiallahu ta'ala anhu? Jabir رضي الله تعالى عنه He said فَجَعَلَ يَكْسِرُ الْخُبْزَ وَيَجْعَلُ عَلَيْهِ اللَّحَمْ Allah's messenger alayhi salatu was salam. He himself began to break up the bread And he himself began to place the meat upon that bread وَالتَّنُّورِ إِذَا أَخَذَ مِنْهُ He himself would cover the cooking pot And he himself he would cover the oven Whenever he would go to it Whenever he would take from it hatta The Messenger of Allah والسلام, then he would go to the companions himself. The Messenger of Allah, the best of creation. He would go to his followers. He would go to his companions and serve the food to the companions himself. And he didn't stop breaking the bed, bread and scooping up the meat up until everybody. Became satisfied. This is humility. This is humbleness. And the opposite of that. Allah's Messenger والسلام, He likewise described. He said. Arrogance. Pride. Haughtiness. That is that a person. He disdains the truth. And that he looks down upon everybody else. So from here, this hadith, it indicates to us that in reality, tawadu' humility and humbleness, it is of two types. Tawadu'un lil haq wa tawadu'un lil khalq. Humility and humbleness for the truth and before the truth and humbleness in front of the rest of creation. That a person is humble to the truth. That is that the person, he submits to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he surrenders himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he humbles and he debases himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thus he executes anything that Allah tells him to do and he believes in anything that Allah informs him of. Allah azza wa jal, he tells the slave, O oh my slave, Believe in my book and my, and the slave, he says, yes, my lord. Allah, he says to the slave, pray five times a day. The slave says nothing except, yes, my lord. This, Allahu azza wa jal, he says to the slave when he goes and performs, hajj, leave your family, you say, yes, my lord. Leave your land, you say, yes, my lord. Go to the house and perform seven circuits around it. Yes, my lord. Make seven, make seven circuits to the... Make seven runs between uh, Marwa and Safa? Yes, my Lord. Shave off your, the hair on your head? Yes, my Lord. Allahu Azza wa Jal, he says, follow my messenger and believe in him? Yes, my Lord. Believe in my ayat as I intended for you to believe in them? Yes, my Lord. Believe in Islam as the companions believed in it? Yes, my Lord. Believe in Islam as the pious predecessors of this Ummah believed in it? Yes, my Lord. This is tawadu to the truth. This is humility towards the truth. As for tawadu lil khalq, as for being humble towards the created beings. Allah's messenger, alayhi salatu wasalam, he said in the hadith of Iyad 'Iyad al-Majashi'i. He said, "Inna Allaha awha ilayya an tawad'u hatta la yafkhar ahadun ala ahadin wa la yabghi ahadun ala ahad." Allah's Messenger والسلام, he said, indeed Allah He has inspired me, he has revealed to me that you should all be humble. So that none of you is proud against another one. And that none of you he transgresses against another one. Therefore from this hadith, we understand that humility or a lack of humility, it can occur in two ways. Either a lack of humility will occur from a person that he is haughty and arrogant and proud against others because of something that he actually has—his wealth, his children, his looks, his intelligence—something that Allah has given him. So, via that thing, he becomes haughty and he looks down upon everybody else because of that. Or a person that is that is iftikhar, that is a, that is a person that is fakhr. That is being proud and haughty. The second is that a person, he becomes proud and haughty and overpowering against others because of something that he doesn't even have. He himself, he is poor and destitute and he, and he looks down on others that are poor and destitute. This is what you call baghi. This is what you call transgression. And the slave of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, he should abstain from all of it. He should abstain from looking down upon others whether or not he has that trait or he doesn't regardless of what the case is. If we want to follow al-Mustafa alayhi salatu is the best example for us, we should abstain from all types of haughtiness. We should abstain from all types of arrogance. Why become arrogant? Really, for what reason should you become arrogant? For your knowledge? كُلِّ عِلْمٍ عَلِيمٍ Above every possessor of knowledge is someone who is more knowledgeable until it ends with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And your knowledge, what you know in comparison to what you don't know, it's scanty. Rather your ignorance, it will drown your knowledge. Therefore your knowledge is nothing. Is it because of your physical strength and how strong you are? Is it because of that you become proud and haughty? Is it because of that you become arrogant the camel is more stronger than you. Lions are more stronger than you. A bear is more stronger than you. Wild animals, many of them, they are more stronger than you. Therefore, your strength—it's nothing. Is it the case that you become ang- is it the case that you become arrogant and haughty and proud and you look down upon others because of your beauty, because of how handsome you are, because of how pretty you are? Then let us dig up your grave. Three days after we've buried you six feet under. And then let's see as to what has now become of your beauty. Then we'll see how handsome you are. And then we'll see as to how pretty you really are. Tawada'u upon myself and all of us is that we become humble. Because the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu he said in what has been recorded by Imam Muslim from Abi Huraira, he said, وَمَا تَوَاضَعَ ahadun مَا تَوَاضَعَ أَحَدٌ لِلَّهِ إِلَّا رَفَعَهُ اللَّهِ None observes tawadu none observes humility and humbleness for the sake of Allah except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will end up raising Him. Astaghfirullah Innahu إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرحيم. Alhamdulillah, لله was والصلاة والسلام على was a man who 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 was a man on the day of standing, the one who abandons, the one who abandons libas, some type of clothing, the one who abandons some type of clothing for the sake of Allah, even though he is able to wear that fine piece of clothing, then on the day of judgment, Allah will call out that person in front of the entire creation. And then he will allow that person to choose from any of the garments of Iman that the person wants to adorn himself with, that the person wants to wear. Therefore we realize in reality that this tawabr, this humility and this humbleness, in reality it is a hibah, it's a gift from Allah. You being humble, you being humble. That is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you. That is a privilege that Allah, He gives to you. And when that is the case, then the abd, the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has to exert effort in becoming a humble person. And he has to make isti'ana. He has to seek the aid of Allah to make him a humble person. As the messenger of Allah, والسلام, he said, Allahumma ahini miskina." Oh Allah make me live as a miskeen Ie make me live as a humble person as Ahlul Ilm have explained Make me live as a humble person Allahumma ahini miskina wa amitni miskina wa hshurni yawm al-qiyamati ma'al al-masakin Oh Allah fi zumratil masakin Oh Allah Make me live as a humble person and make me die as a humble person. And on the day of judgment, gather me together amongst the crowd of the humble and needy people. This is tawadr and this is the station of tawadr. This is the station of humility and being humble. Therefore, let us humble ourselves. Let us humble ourselves concerning our knowledge because we know nothing. Let us humble ourselves concerning our appearances because our appearances are nothing. Let us humble humble ourselves concerning our strength because our strength in reality it is weak. Let us humble ourselves concerning our homes because six feet under there is a home that is waiting for us. Let us humble ourselves concerning 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 where we are going to go and concerning this life because this life that we are in it's soon about to finish. Let us humble ourselves because soon we're going to be in the ground let us humble ourselves because soon we're going to be standing in front of Allah. Let us humble ourselves because right now the seat that we have in paradise or the seat that we have in the fire of hell it has already been written. Allahumma ij'alna min al-masakin. Allahumma ahyina masakin. Allahumma amitna masakin. Allahumma ihshurna yawm al-qiyamati fi zumrat al-masakin. Oh Allah make us live as masakin. Oh Allah make us die as masakeen Oh Allah sit, resurrect us and bring us back to life on the day of on the day of judgment on the day of standing in the crowd of the masakeen Allahumma atina nufusana taqwaha wa zakkiha anta khayru man zakkaha Oh Allah, grant our souls its taqwa and purify our souls. You are the best of those who purify. You are the master of our souls. You are the owner of our souls. You are the guardian and the protector of our souls. Wa ala nabiina Muhammad. Wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa akim is Allah
1: Bismillah wa alhamdulillahi. And as many of us this morning felt the bitterness of the cold due to the snow, I ask you my brothers and sisters to spare a moment and a thought for your fellow brothers and sisters across the world that are suffering due to the trial and tribulations that they are in or they face. And just like many of us have wrapped up today with with our heads covered in hats and scarves, many of our brothers and sisters across the world don't have that luxury. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He doesn't put us to trial that which they are being trialed with and secondly that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala aids them for indeed He is the best of aiders thereafter my brothers and sisters just like I stood here two weeks ago asking you for the sake of Allah to help your fellow brothers and sisters across the world in particular our brothers and sisters and our sons and daughters in Syria likewise we feel as a reminder today due to the coldness to remember your brothers and sisters in Syria. Firstly, by making dua for them. And secondly, aid them through the money that Allah has blessed you with. For indeed, this morning perhaps you put a hat on your daughter or your son's head and put a scarf around her neck. Know that many of our our sons and daughters in Syria don't have a scarf to wrap around the neck. Neither do they have a hat to put on the head. And in reality, my brothers and sisters, many of them perhaps don't even have a mother to even think about them to put the scarf around their neck. So I ask you, my brothers and sisters, that you give with an open heart for the sake of Allah. For indeed, the Muslim Ummah is like a body. If one part of it hurts, then the whole body hurts. Just as if you trap your finger, you feel the pain in your whole body. So remind yourselves that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with safety and security and wealth and our children are safe, we go back to warm houses but know there are people and there are Muslims across the world that don't have that simple luxury, they're living in tents, in cold there are children that are going hungry, so spare a moment for them and the masjid here in al Basira, we've made a facility to allow you to give your money to ensure that 100%, every single penny that you give will reach those people in need. So we are going to do this by way of the official aid agency which is run and supervised by the king, King Salman of Saudi Arabia. He has set up a charity where he has asked his people, in particular the Syria aid agency that is running in Saudi Arabia, to collect funds. And then he has taken it upon himself to distribute this to the right people and the people that are in need. So what we have set up here, you can give your money today, every single pound of penny that is received today in Jummah will be given to them via this agency. Secondly, we have set up a Just Giving donation campaign page. The information will go out in the next 48 hours. Give via that page, it's 100%, not a single penny will come to this masjid, neither will we take a penny from it. <coughs> Rather, inshallah, we will try to add to that figure. So spread the word through your family and friends. Give for the sake of Allah, for indeed, our brothers and sisters and our sons and daughters I need. Give for the sake of Allah, 20 pounds, in reality, even 100 pounds. Giving £100 so a 100 pounds so a Muslim girl or a Muslim boy has sheltered you in the winter, Allah is nothing, 100 pounds. So give for the sake of Allah, knowing that inshallah that your money is in trust here, we'll try our best to ensure that it gets to them without taking a single penny. And ask Allah that he doesn't trial us with that. And he grants them aid and safety and he removes this oppression upon them will